Prado Museum, Madrid, 1997. About 2.30 in the afternoon and the museum had, cl- had closed. It had closed at midday or, or 2 p.m. for lunch, as was the practice at the time. And as I stood on the steps, I saw a group of Japanese tourists, mostly a little bit on the older side, and they were roaring with laughter. And what they were laughing at was a Spanish man who was speaking to them in Japanese. Now, a bit of background here. I noticed that this man was selling, as there were many many people selling, on the steps of the Prado Museum and in the area, cheap uh, replicas of of the official art. I'm sure it was it was kind of a black market kind of thing, and um, and so he, he was. I, I assumed, you know, struggling to to get by. I'd seen this man several times because I'd been past the Prado Museum, and then for me to be seeing him speaking in fluent Japanese as it appeared, completely shocked me. Maybe call it prejudice, but it, it didn't look to me like he was somebody who's, who was a Japanese tour guide. When I had seen uh, Japanese people walking around, it was with somebody who looked uh, Japanese and who was speaking to them in Japanese around, around the museum, but not this man. He had learnt enough Japanese just to hold this conversation to tell these jokes in Japanese. I'm pretty sure, pretty confident that he he probably did not read Japanese, did not learn Japanese, and that, uh, but he learnt it sufficiently to be able to engage these people in in conversation. And well, it wasn't a conversation. It was. It looked to me like he was telling jokes. And at the end of this joke telling and I could just see them like they were roaring with laughter and then commenting to each other can you believe it I'm assuming that's what they what they were saying wow look and and he was speaking to them and at the end of this presentation he he then he he then showed uh, this engaging almost flirtatious (laughs) um, uh, conversation that he had uh, he, he he then pulled out his his print, and the money changed hands. I was shocked just to see how much money they were paying. To me, I was I was really struggling financially at the time, and and just to see this money being poured poured out, being handed over, and I'm sure the Japanese tourists were were very happy with what they got. I I don't think he was you know ripping them off or anything like that. But it looked to me like a lot of money, a lot of cash that they were very happily handing over to him. So why is this relevant for the imposter syndrome podcast? Well, this guy does is not a Jap. I mean, let's assume that he is not a Japanese native speaker. He was definitely Spanish, and he he was. I'm assuming he had never been to Japan, and that he had really just learnt enough 
for the Japanese people who were his buyers to feel a sense of belonging. That suddenly somebody who didn't didn't work in the hotel industry, somebody who wasn't a, a Japanese tour guide, was somebody suddenly speaking our language in a foreign land. And it was amazing. It was amazing to watch. And he he may have had imposter syndrome, you know. He, he could have said, look, I'm not Japanese. I really need to study this language more. But he did what none of the others that I had seen, and I'd been to the Prado Museum many times, none of the others that I had seen do, was he was able to speak to them um, in, in their language. And so that is a huge marketing message for us is that we're talking the language of our clients, not because we understand, not because we're from their country, not because we actually work specifically in their industry, but because similar to the way that a, a, a doctor, an oncologist may be able to speak to a cancer patient about what they're going through without actually having had cancer himself or herself, right? And where that ability, the goodwill that you show by being able to speak the language of your client, being able to listen to them, even to a small extent, is so powerful. As I say, this man who was selling selling those, <laughs> well, he was, he was selling those uh, replica uh, paintings from the same famous paintings from the Prado Museum in Madrid, he could easily have said, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not a native speaker. I've never been to Japan. I'm not Japanese. Uh, but instead, he said, here is a need that here these people have got some money. Uh, they want to take home a, a, a souvenir. This is a valuable souvenir in their mind. I've got it. I I want their money, <laughs> and as I say, I'm assuming that it was a legitimate. It seemed like a legitimate transaction, and and he he learnt their language. It was super impressive. The reason I mention this is because I find people often have this um, imposter syndrome because they're outside the industry. Because, you know, the, oh, look, I'm not a lawyer. What can I teach uh, lawyers about about marketing? I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a copywriter. Or I have not worked in the industry. I'm an outsider. I'm an outlier. Now, sometimes that's your biggest advantage, okay, is that <laughs> if, if, I mean, one of the things that I noticed with this fellow who was selling was that, yeah, he spoke Japanese when others didn't. It probably would not have been that hard for him to learn a few sentences, enough to crack some jokes and to make them feel somehow like they like him and they're amazed and they're probably going to go back to Japan. <laughs> they probably went back to Japan and told us about this man. Who knows? Told, told their friends. So what I'm really saying here is that if you are suffering imposter syndrome that you're going on video and you're not good on video and you're not a professional actor that may be your advantage is that the 
the people who are watching you are saying, like, she's got such goodwill. I can see that she's nervous, but she's doing it anyway. That you're not slick. Or that if the people are watching you and, and, and they're reading and they're saying, I can see the goodwill. They're trying to understand. They're trying to talk my language. So that's that's the lesson that I've I've taken my twenty what twenty three years on from having witnessed a, a small event, seemingly insignificant um, e- event at the Prado Museum, and uh, yeah, and and it's it's something that I've, I've carried I've yeah just thought of recently, and I thought wow, it was a really powerful lesson for me. So thank you for listening. This is Anthony English on the Imposter Syndrome podcast.